Now we will talk some recruiting. And when we do that, there is one man we check in with. And that man was busy. So we turn to Mike McAllister of QSNation.com to give us all the latest on football, basketball, and the rest. No, we're kidding. Mike's our number one guy in that department. How are you, sir? I'm fantastic, Brent. There are far worse things than being your backup player. So. <laughs> uh, Michael, it has been busy on the football front. Let's start there. Eight commitments in the class of 2021. A lot of those have come in, in recent uh, you know days within the last... 14 days or so for Q's football. The latest, a tight end prospect from Illinois. Tell us all about him. Uh, Landon Morris, and he's kind of an interesting prospect to um, to look at simply because he's got offers from Power 5 schools like Iowa State, Michigan, and some others. But Iowa State, for example, who was one of his other finalists with Syracuse and Central Florida, Iowa State was looking at him as an outside receiver. Syracuse is looking at him as a tight end. That shows you the kind of athleticism that he's going to bring to that position. Um, he's six foot five, so he's got some length and some size to him. He's got to bulk up. There's no question about that. But he is used to playing um, in the slot and playing the wide receiver position, running routes, doing all of those things. So with his size, he's going to be an extremely valuable red zone weapon for Syracuse. Um, the the thing that I was most impressed with watching his highlight film wasn't running routes or jumping over receiver and making catches. Whenever you have someone sort of transitioning from wide receiver to tight end, you worry about the blocking aspect. And he did a lot of blocking at the high school level, was shown doing a lot of that in his high school film. Very physical when he did that. He's got to work on some technique things, but clearly a willing blocker, and I think that speaks to the fact that he could transition into that position pretty well once he gets up to Syracuse. I thought it was interesting, too, that the coaches, when they had him on the Zoom call and were kind of uh, pushing for him, he moved up his commitment date because Syracuse had sold him on a number of things, including they showed him some film and basically said, this is the formation, these are the plays we see you being this type of players you were just hinting at there. Some schools looked at him at one position, but at tight end, Syracuse got really specific with how they saw him in Dino Baber's offense, and he seemed to like that. Yeah, and, and that's one of the things that, you know, they do those type of film study sessions when, you know, you come on official or 2020 class, moved him up into the top 80, and I think a well-deserved bump for him. He's a really good player. He's he's a six five six six legitimate guard, and uh, I, I think is going to be a tremendous player for Syracuse, and uh, will probably fill that third guard role next season. Frank Anselm, I believe I'm saying that correctly, he is a class of 2020 prospects. Syracuse is on a list that includes Arkansas, Kentucky, San Diego State, Seton Hall. Uh, what's the latest on him, Mike? Well, the, the three schools that are mentioned the most are Syracuse, Western Kentucky, and San Diego State. Now, San Diego State has been really good for the last handful of years. He's a West Coast kid, so the fact that they're involved isn't a huge surprise. Syracuse is um, of the schools that are left since he's eliminated Kentucky. They are the most prestigious program left. Seton Hall recently picked up a center commitment um, from the state of Idaho, so they seem to be out for him, even though he hasn't officially cut them. What's interesting is where does Western Kentucky fit? They don't fit in that they're not a traditional power. They're not in a power conference. They're barely on television if they are at all. So you don't get much exposure there. 
And yet, if you look at what they've done in 2017 and 2018 in their recruiting classes, they landed a five-star in each of those recruiting classes along with an additional top 100 player. That generally doesn't happen at Western Kentucky. And then the other thing you heard was Western Kentucky was named in that big FBI shoe company scandal for paying recruits. Now Western Kentucky is involved for another four-star center prospect. I'm not stating anything in particular. I'm just laying out what the facts are. Their inclusion here seems odd to me if you're looking at it from a realistic perspective, but they are involved. Syracuse is also heavily involved. They've conducted multiple Zoom meetings with him. And to me, this comes down to what's the most important to him. Does he want to play at a major program, or are there other factors that end up determining where he goes? Mike, you're the man. Always appreciate the time and the insight, my friend. Stay safe and healthy, and we'll catch up down the road. Thanks, Brent. Appreciate it. You know, these are a little more stressful than they uh, should be. Because <laughs> no matter what, hey, I'm going to leave somebody off this list that should be there. But uh, as they once said in a league of their own, right, Tom Hanks, as Jimmy Dugan, it's the hard that makes it great. If it was easy, everybody would do it. All right, let's do this. I've got some great response on social media to this. Appreciate everybody uh, chiming in there. And uh, now we got to make the team. So not a traditional top six list by any stretch of the imagination, but we like to keep the voice guy busy. And we'll kind of go in a certain order, right? So the, uh, all this presented by our friends at Burdick Toyota, by the way, who present our top six list and our blind side when we do the blind side these days. They're open. For in-person car sales, it's a safe, sanitary experience. Call for an appointment today if it's the fuel-efficient Corolla, the sheer power and towing capacity of the Toyota Tundra. Whatever your Toyota needs are, their service department open as well. Our friends at Burdick Toyota, Drivers Village in Cicero are your top spot. All right. Now, with six, we go with... Number six. The six man, the ultimate bench man. I kind of hinted at it before the break. And ultimately, that choice is Deion Waiters. If I'm going to have a bench guy, and there's been some terrific bench players that worked their way into the starting lineup, but Deion was a unique case. Never started a game, played starters minutes. You'd think of him as a starter, but he technically was a bench guy. And if I can kind of stash him as my extra player, that's where I'm going. Number five. Let's go to the forwards. I really went back and forth on this because there's a couple players that sneak in towards the the start of the decade. But if you're giving me a, a, a guy that can defend, that can shoot, that can get inside, ultimate stretch four, and got picked in the first round of the NBA draft as a result, give me Tyler Lydon as my power forward. Now, my small forward. Number four. This is tough. But I, I just could not do a list like this. Put together a lineup like this, knowing how much I appreciated his game, knowing how much many of you appreciated his game, how important he was. And we're going back Big East. We got a good mix. We went Big East. We went ACC. Now we're going back to Big East. I can't leave C.J. Fair off this list. I could not sleep at night. I could not put together a lineup like this and not have C.J. Fair in it. C.J. Fair delivering later against Duke in the ACC, but of course against first. Georgetown last game, Madison Square Garden, that epic dunk, that epic play, that one that's just seared on your memory, right? 
I got to have C.J. Fair on there, the ultimate glue guy, the ultimate hustle guy. Just made plays, rebounds, scored, played great defense, just found a way. You need that energy guy. You need somebody who you look at him and you say, now that's not the biggest, strongest, fastest player in the lineup, but makes a difference, makes it happen. Give me C.J. Fair. Now, Number three. There's three possibilities for center in no particular order. Rakeem Christmas, Fab Mello, or Arenze Anawaku. Now, A.O. has kind of picked up some mythology. What do we talk about all the time? Ah, if A.O. didn't get hurt that one year, it's a Final Four team. Fab Mello deserves a little more credit in this conversation. Fab Mello, I understand some people hear that name and they cringe. But all Big East players. Now, he didn't play in the 2012 NCAA tournament, one that Syracuse made an Elite Eight run in and would have made a Final Four run if not. And I don't say this often because players win games, not refs. But that 2012 Elite Eight game against Ohio State, I mean, do I really need to remind you how poorly officiated that game was? And had it not been called the way that it was, I am convinced Syracuse would have made the Final Four that year, even without Fed Mello. Fab Mello is a great player. Just looking at Fab on his own as a player at that position, he's a, he's at least worthy of a mention, right? But I'm going AO. The legend of AO, the power, the offensive prowess. When we think of what's missing these days, people, where's that true big man that Syracuse just hasn't been able to kind of latch on to here in recent years? That's who you're thinking of. Number two. We're in the backcourt now. I have not mentioned this name yet. I was kind of keeping him under my hat. Because he's one of those slip-in, just-on-the-deadline type of players. If we're talking about the last decade, the last 10 years, from January 1st, 2010 on, that gives me Andy Routens. And if I can get Andy Routens as my shooting guard, I'm taking Andy Routens as my shooting guard. Now, it pains me to leave Elijah Hughes off this list. I actually wanted somebody from recent times, from this team, from really successful players recently, and there's another guy that will come right to mind there who will not make it when I reveal my point guard, but Andy Routens could not miss just in his, his senior. throughout his career, but by the time he rounded out as a senior, how comfortable with you Andy Routens open on the wing as a shooting guard shooting threes. There's been a lot of guys that have come along in recent years that could shoot threes and have been offensive-minded players put in that spot. But if I got Routens, I'm taking Routens, which leaves me a point guard. Number one. And I think it comes down to two choices of point guard. Do you want Tyler Ennis or do you want Michael Carter-Williams? I want Michael Carter-Williams. I want a guy that led Syracuse to a Final Four. I want a guy that was a first-round NBA draft pick. I want a guy who could shoot the three, could score, could penetrate, but Michael Carter-Williams, Andy Routens, as I'm a, I'm a zone team, right? I need length in that backcourt. There's a lot of length there with Michael Carter-Williams and Andy Routens in the backcourt. So that's my lineup. That's my ultimate five with the six-man in the last decade. We'll go over it again. Backcourt, Michael Carter-Williams, Andy Routens. Center, Arenze Anawaku. My forwards are C.J. Fair, Tyler Lydon. My bench guys, Deion Waiters. Now, again... Here are the names that didn't make it. Brandon Trish, 
didn't make it. Tyler Ennis didn't make it. Chris Joseph didn't make it. Rakeem Christmas didn't make it. Fab Mello, James Sutherland, another one of those slip, right? The deadline could have picked him, really wanted to pick him, almost picked him. A lot of people have picked him, but I did not go with Wes Johnson. And that kind of fits my I need length in the zone type of thing because he's longer than C.J. Fair, but I could not leave C.J. Fair off this list. Couldn't do it. Tyus Battle did not make this list. Anybody on the on the current team that you feel should be there? His buddy Bayheim rounding out. Could he give Andy Routens a run as that three-point sniper shooting guard? Anybody else on this team or a player you feel? I love that Elijah picked Marek. I don't have Marek on this team if I'm going an entire decade. I, I like the loyalty there. But I can't pick him for this. That's my squad. What's yours? We'll break on that note and come back. You're on the block ESPN Radio.